Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. And welcome to Overnight America. That's one way to start the week. One may look at it that way. The other one may be, I need that in order to stay warm. Constantly moving, including my vocal cords. And as um, producer Alex has pointed out to me, the Daytona 500 is still going on. So I popped up Fox 2 locally here, and I'm watching it on my phone because I got this... uh, Amazon homebrew DVR type of thing. So I, I watch it on the go. And when I first loaded it up, I thought, hmm, is this a live look at racing over the summer on 70? I really thought this is just a, a footage from 70. This is how they drive on 70. It looks like NASCAR racing. Uh, let's see. I, I really don't know anything about NASCAR racing at all. Very little. All I know is that I'll watch a highlight of a crash or two. I mean, I am a, I am an American after all. So over the weekend, there's been a lot of commentary, people talking about the acquittal of Donald John Trump. It happened as predicted, as we said, it would happen. I'm really surprised that there were actual listeners and people that really thought that it was going to turn out any other way. Um, I don't know why they would think it would turn out any other way, but it's exactly how, It was going to play out exactly how we thought it would play out. And this was the final count. The yeas are 57. The nays are 43. Uh, Two-thirds of the senators present not having voted guilty. The Senate judges that the respondent, Donald John Trump, former president of the United States, is not guilty as charged in the article of impeachment. Presiding officer directs judgment to be entered in accordance with the judgment of the Senate as follows. The Senate, having tried Donald John Trump, former president of the United States, upon one article of impeachment exhibited against him by the House representatives and two-thirds of the senators present, not having found him guilty of the charge contained therein, it is therefore ordered and adjudged that they said Donald John Trump be, and he is hereby acquitted of the charge in said article. So that was 60 seconds. I almost fell asleep during that one little clip. Almost. I was this close. And if you're really having a hard time falling asleep, maybe you can just play that on on a loop that uh, Senator Leahy will do it to you. But 
uh, exactly how we thought it would play out. There was no way there'd be enough support to find him guilty of the charge of impeachment. One charge. Trump's defense lawyer really went at it. Michael Vanderveen. He wanted to point out not, you know, I don't have all the clips from his portion of the defense. So you have the prosecution going through then the fence gets their opportunity and really pointing out just how manipulative this whole process is, including when it comes to the House managers presenting their case, having really no repercussion to air things like doctored evidence, uh, things that they were going to use as evidence to convict Donald Trump. And I think that in a lot of ways, we all live in this fantasy world where we don't really we don't want there to be evidence against something we believe in or agree with. So we're not impartial. We'll take the time to go out and try to find something that may back up our own views, this confirmation bias that we may have. It seems to be over and over and over again, except what we saw over the last couple of days during this uh, hastily thrown together sloppy impeachment trial was that this was a, a, a delusion of the Democratic Party as it's been this way in the sense that they've had this grand delusion that somehow they were going to be able to put this together and get enough Republican votes. And they tried to sell it to you. And really, I don't know why anyone truthfully believed it. If you went into this impeachment trial thinking, well, at least I'll be able to say we did it again. Right. And, uh, you know, we can we can set the tone in case someone else in the future decides to say something that we don't like. And if that's what your purpose was, then fine. But if you really thought that this was an honest to goodness type of reason that they, they were really concerned. No, not really. It's 100 percent strictly political. And that's the way it was from the beginning. So I wanted to play a couple of parts from the Trump defense, mostly because when you jam those things on a Friday, you don't really get a chance to hear them. And really, I think the parts I want to play are the parts where he points out just that none of this would ever be accepted ever in a court of law. None of this would ever be looked at. In fact, it would probably be thrown out before it even had a the, the light of day. The fact that you had Chief Justice Roberts, who should be providing over an impeachment trial to reclude himself, should be a pretty strong indication when a Supreme Court justice doesn't want a piece of it, knowing that it is his job to preside over these things and says, oh, no, thanks, would probably show you that uh, maybe this isn't really constitutional. And if it were to be challenged, the other court justices uh, would probably find it the same way considering Chief Justice Roberts has been siding with the liberals as of late. But if it were to go, they probably would not find this uh, constitutional. doesn't matter what the, Repo uh, the Democrats or whatever the, some of the Republicans voted for, if they should go through with it or not. It doesn't really look at it from the sense of the judiciary. So how about we um, uh, how about we play this? I'll play one clip here. This is a couple of good parts of the defense. If you want to call in tonight, you can. 314 Four three six seventy nine hundred. That's the call or text line. You know, it's 11, 12 p.m. in St. Louis, Missouri, past midnight now on the East Coast. It's very cold anywhere that is listening to us right now, even in Texas. So it's one of those rare Sunday nights where you actually have a chance to call in if you want to. If uh, you know, how about this? We'll take a break. We'll come back. I want to play a couple of the clips from the defense. If there's anything that surprised you during this whole process, I'd be happy to talk to you about it. Uh, probably nothing surprised you, I'm guessing, but there's probably some. I mean, I've had people call in that were all worked up and crying that, no, 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 there's no way he'll be found. No, he will be found guilty and you're wrong and whatever. So I, I listen, if you really thought he was going to be found guilty, I want 
you to tell me who lied to you to tell you that was going to happen. Honestly, who, who sold you that? So we'll uh, take a break. But Sunday nights are slow. I don't expect you to call in, but I'd like to hear from you. It's Overnight America KMOX. Now back to Overnight America on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. Wow, so I was watching the end of that Daytona 500. I don't know any of the racers. I'm watching a replay right now. Man, someone got their back end completely ripped off. Okay, so number 34, bump number two, which bump number whatever. Man, it just caused a collision course there. And then ultimately, I don't even know who won. Who I, I don't know any of these people. I know some of the racers, some of the more well-known ones. But man, that guy had his back end completely ripped off and a ball of fire came out of it. That was pretty exciting. I'm glad I watched it for the very tail end, you know. Otherwise, I'd have been watching a clip of it later <laughs> at my convenience when it comes up on my social media feed. Well, that's one way to end the uh, Daytona 500. Oh, man. Oh, okay. Ooh, lots of fire. Good. It's a good thing that they wear those fire suits. I was in one demolition derby in my life, and they told me, ah, oh, your, uh, your car might catch on fire, so you should wear a fire suit. And luckily, I was able to acquire myself a fireman's suit from a local fire department as part of this promotion because I was doing it through the radio station. And I tell you, it was a lot of fun until... Everything went out in the car, but man, that was good. Okay, Michael McDowell winner. How about that? Is that the singer? The from uh, What a Fool Believes. Doo, 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 doo. I didn't know he NASCAR raced. Oh, Scott's holding on. Welcome to Overnight America. Hello, uh, Mr. Rucker. How are you? Good. Uh, I'd like to say, if I may, about uh, President Trump's second impeachment. Uh, I'm so disgusted with this country. Uh, let me just suffice to say that President Trump's second impeachment is a witch hunt and a show trial reminiscent of Joseph Stalin's Soviet Russia during the 1930s. If you're familiar with Soviet history, Stalin uh, loved to uh, take his enemies, uh, put them before a, uh, a judge. Uh, it was no justice because, of course, the verdict was already decided before the uh, trial was over. And it was to uh, degrade, humiliate, and ultimately they used to, they would murder, but they loved to use the word they would liquidate their enemies. And... Uh, mm. That's what I see uh, today with uh, with, with uh, Donald Trump. Uh, we have uh, Charles Schumer and Adam Schiff and Jerry Nadler and the rest of their lynch mob who are uh, hell-bent on revenge against our legitimate president. Emphasis on our legitimate president, who should be in the White House right now, but we all know is not in the White House and instead is uh, in his place is a is a imposter. That's what Joseph, uh, Joe Stalin Biden is. He's an imposter. <laughs> He's not the president of the United States. He's an imposter. And, uh, you know, I just, I've made a vow with myself. I'm going to ignore him in the next four years. I mean this. If I see him on a podcast, I see him on a TV, I turn my back and shut it off. Hear him on a radio station, I shut it off. I don't, I tune him out because I will not pay any attention or support a president United I shouldn't even say president United States. Let's just say, as I said, imposter, uh, who is a cheat, a phony, a fraud, a schemer, a liar. Uh, he's, he's scum. He's a piece of scum. There's no wow. other word to describe so, him. And, all right. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I got your comment. Well, thank you, Scott. But, woo, boy, okay, so uh, a little bit to unpack there. I've never heard of it as Joseph... Stalin Biden. That's interesting. Uh, <laughs> number one. Number two, some of the things you opened up with, I thought, oh, it's a good thing you don't work for Disney. 
Uh, man, they'd have cut you in a moment saying anything like that. And then number three, no, he is the president. Joe Biden is. And as much as I don't like it and as much as I, I wish it would have turned out a different way, just because I think, OK, immediately he starts signing all these executive orders and he starts overturning and he starts moving things without hesitation, doing it his way without even trying to go through the Congress. So let's just kind of sign everything through. I don't know what he's up to so far. Is it up to like 150 executive orders? <laughs> I've lost track. The executive order odometer is rolled over already, and it's not even a, a, what, a month into his presidency. So, oh, man. No, he is president, and that's the thing. You know, he could be someone you don't like as president, but, you know, you shouldn't be disrespectful for it. That's the game that Democrats played with Trump for the past four years. You don't have to play that game. You don't have to be like them. You don't have to you don't have to go out there and, and stoop to their level. And that's the shame. They've been punching Donald Trump for the past four years. And I don't know if they know any other game at this point. They turn into the party of hate for Donald Trump is what they've been defined as. And I don't know if they'll be able to turn around from that. So that's where it's at now. Now that he's been acquitted, now that he's found not guilty for another time, he'll be able to sit back. I just don't know what kind of sway he's going to have in the party. I think that it would be smart for him to continue to endorse candidates and throw support behind it and try to help the Republicans gain support back. I don't think the Republicans should abandon Donald Trump. I think that's uh, I think that's what the left and the media and the left want to try to do to break up the Republican Party. They want to do everything they can to try to fragment and separate this party to make it weaker. That's exactly the play that they're trying right now. So don't fall into that trap. Um, I, I think that maybe Donald Trump realizes that by the time you'd run for another round of this, let's say in three years, if he decides to throw his hat back into it or two years or whatever, when the process starts, he's going to be up there. I mean, it's he's, he's not going to be as young. He's going to be Joe Biden old. And we'll, we, who knows if Joe Biden is still going to be in office then? And who knows? Who knows what the outlook's going to be? There's such a weird future for that office. Um, it makes me wonder if they're trying to scurry and do everything they can through executive order, knowing that in the end, it's just going to be handing the torch to someone else. So it won't matter. No one's going to remember that part of it. So now I think that you do owe the office some respect as much as it's been disrespected for the past four years, though the Democrats have done everything they can to disrespect and make it uh, known that they're purposely going to disrespect. Uh, you know, you don't have to play that game, the dirty dog game that they, uh, that they play. So I wanted to play a couple of clips from the Trump defense team. And this person is Michael Vanderveen. And was talking about some of the doctored evidence, the doctor tweets, things like that. And I think it's very important to point this out, mostly because, yes, when presenting evidence as part of this impeachment trial, they were using doctored evidence. That really needs to be said over and over again. If their trial and if their uh, case was so strong, then why did they have to lie when presenting their case? We have reason to believe the House managers manipulated evidence and selectively edited footage. If they did, and this were a court of law, they would face sanctions from the judge. I don't raise this issue lightly. Rather, it is a product of what we have found in just the limited time we have had since we first saw the evidence here with you this week. We have reason to believe 
that the House managers created false representations of tweets, and the lack of due process means there was no opportunity to review or verify the accuracy. Consider these facts. The House managers, proud of their work on the SNAP impeachment, staged numerous photo shoots of their preparations. In one of those, manager Raskin is seen here at his desk reviewing two tweets side by side. The image on his screen claims to show that President Trump had retweeted one of those tweets. Now, members of the Senate, let's look closely at this screen because obviously manager Raskin considered it important enough that he invited the New York Times to watch him watching it. Now, what's wrong with this image? Actually, there are three things very wrong with it. Look at the date on the very bottom of the screen on manager Raskin's computer screen when we zoom in to the picture. The date that appears is January 3rd, 2020, not 2021. Why is that date wrong? Because this is not a real screenshot that he's working with. This is a recreation of a tweet, and you got the date wrong when you manufactured this graphic. You did not disclose that this is a manufactured graphic and not a real screenshot of a tweet. Now, to be fair, the House managers caught this error before showing the image on the Senate floor. So you never saw it when it was presented to you. But that's not all. They didn't fix this one. Look at the blue check mark next to the Twitter username of the account retweeted by the president. It indicates that this is a verified account given the blue check by Twitter to indicate it is run by a public figure. The problem? The user's real account is not verified and has no blue check mark, as you can see. Were you trying to make her account seem more significant or were you just sloppy? If we had due process of law in this case, we would know the truth. But that's not all that's wrong with this one tweet. House manager Swalwell showed you this tweet this week and he emphasized that this tweet reflected a call to arms. He told you repeatedly that this was a promise to call in the cavalry for January 6th. He expressly led you to believe that President Trump's supporter believed that the president wanted armed supporters at the January 6th speech, paramilitary groups, the cavalry, ready for physical combat. The problem is the actual text is exactly the opposite. The tweeter promised to bring the Calvary, a public display of Christ's crucifixion, a sem central symbol of her Christian faith, with her to the president's speech, a symbol of faith, love, and peace. They just never want to seem to read the text and believe what the text means. You'll see this reported in the media last evening also. Oh, boy. That's just one example. Well, actually, a couple of examples, but one point brought up of bringing up doctored pieces of evidence. Wow, that is pathetic. I would love to ask Brad Young about that. I would like to know what Brad Young has to say if this were a real court of law. Keep in mind that even though this is set up like a trial, it's not a criminal trial, so you don't have to present it in the same way, but you would think there would be some sort of ethical code to presenting some sort of known doctored evidence. 
without cross-examination. Well, of course, the Trump defense team is able to put this out there. This was actually really good. And I want to play this real quick because on CBS News, this is uh, CBSN. I don't think this was actually on TV. I think this was their streaming platform that brought this up. They actually had the lawyer, Michael Vanderveen, on to talk about this doctored evidence. Now, keep in mind, the CBS reporter brings it up in a way that makes it sound like, what's the big deal? What's the big deal? And he goes off and you can hear her trying to talk over him until eventually he's able to answer. Let's follow up with uh, with a point that you're making right now about the house managers, as you say, doctoring evidence and uh, and the argument. They didn't uh, didn't deny it. They didn't deny it. Uh, I put it in front of them three times. Viewers, what what you're what you're talking about now is is a check mark. uh, That's a verification on Twitter that that did not exist on that particular tweet. Uh, A 2020 that should have actually read 2021 um, and the selective editing, you say, of of the tapes. Is that is that the doctrine of what you're speaking? That's not enough for you. That's not enough for you. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. I'm not a juror in this trial. What I'm trying to be clear for our viewers is what what you're referring to. Not everybody has been following. It's not okay to doctor a little bit of evidence. Respectfully. I have not said it is. I have not said it is okay. Ma'am, your question is I want to be clear for our viewers. Listen, what I want to be clear for our viewers about what exactly you're saying when you say doctored evidence. The media has to start telling the the right story in this country. The media is trying to divide this country. You are bloodthirsty for ratings. And as such, you're asking questions now that are already uh, uh, set up with a fact pattern. I can't believe you would ask me a question indicating that it's all right just to doctor a little bit of evidence. There's more stuff that we uncovered that they doctored, to be frank with you. And perhaps that will come out one day. But we won this case, and I'm not a sore loser, but what happened, or a sore winner, I should say, but what should happen is somebody should look at the conduct of these house managers. It's unconscionable, aside from all of the due process violations that my client had. And the media should be looking at at a square, straight way. The straight way. When I watch the news, I watch one station, and it's raining. I watch another station at the same time, and it's sunny. Your coverage is so slanted, it's got to stop. You guys have to stop and start reporting more like PBS does rather than uh, 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 a TV news show that doesn't have any journalistic integrity at all. What I'm telling you is that they doctored evidence. And I believe your question says, well, it's only a Twitter check and a, and changing a year of a date here. Yeah. Then he goes off even further. It's just for the sake of time. I got to say, he shamed that reporter and rightfully so, and then tries to talk over him and says only, only three things. And you're trying to, oh, it's only this. Good for him. Michael Vanderveen. By the way, at the end of the interview, he he puts his uh, hands up, cross-armed, and looks at her. And and she tries to ask another question. He goes, no, I think I'm done. I'm a private citizen. Um, I think we're done here. And then he takes the microphone off and drops it on the ground and walks off. Literally drops the mic. Good for him. I... I thought that was great. And that, that was well needed. Well, how about a couple of other moments from the defense? I'll play... 
This is actually really good. Edited samples. So they talked about how they selectively edited, not to try to tell the truth, obviously. I don't think that the House managers and the Democrats that were trying to put this case together had any, any, um, I don't think they really had any ability to want to tell the truth in this. They just wanted to make Donald Trump look as bad as possible. And by all means possible, which means them lying, them doctoring, them selective editing, them taking things out of context. It didn't matter. This is like, you know, MSNBC primetime type of uh, arguments here. This isn't something you should see on sort of a trial. I mean, it's actually pretty embarrassing. So we're going to play a couple more of those clips coming up after the break on Overnight America KMOX. Here we are in Overnight America. So if you want to call in, you can. It's uh, 314-436-7900. I'm looking at some of the text messages right now. <laughs> Bloodthirsty for ratings. Wow, so well said. Perfectly describes all this dramatized media. How about him for president? Michael Vanderveen. Well, at the end of the Trump's lawyer, at the end of that interview, he said, I've only seen a taste of this for the past couple of days. I can't imagine what my client's been through for the past four or five years or something along those lines. And ain't that the truth? I've only experienced two days of it. And I'm already done. <laughs> yeah, no, he gets that. All right. So part of the defense, I wanted to play this edited speeches that they decide to play. This is great, too. When the House managers come out and then they use that term, according to media reports over and over and over again, again, something else you wouldn't really use in a court of law, as he'll explain. The frequency with which House managers relied on unproven media reports shocked me as I sat in this chamber and listened to this. And there's a lot that we don't know yet about what happened that day. According to those around him at the time, reportedly responded Trump reportedly reports across all major media outlets, major news networks, including Fox News, reported, reported, reportedly summoned, reportedly, reportedly not accidental. According to reports, President Trump was reportedly, who reportedly spoke to the guard. And was widely reported. Media reports? According to reports, reported. Reportedly. As any trial lawyer will tell you, Reportedly is a euphemism for, I have no real evidence. Reportedly is not the standard in any American setting in which any semblance of due process is afforded and accused. Reportedly isn't even, here is some circumstantial evidence. It is exactly as reliable as, I Googled this for you. Good for him to point out just how ridiculous it is to base their whole argument on, well, doctored evidence, quote unquote, and reportedly. <laughs> oh, it's bad. And he's right about this, too, because how often have we found that these reports have been wrong? They've been lied to. They've been manipulated. They purposely go out and say they've oh, talked to a source, but really this, either the source was wrong or they made it up to begin with. So why this is also on trial. Uh, a vindication that the media has been wrong over and over and over again when they decide to play these type of games. And it goes back to bite them when it's pointed out. If you want to use this in, let's say, in a court of law, uh, you couldn't. But let's just say you did. This is why you would have been slapped down pretty quick. 
let me play this too. Uh, more edited speech examples. So let me play a end of a speech, the part they didn't play, and then the explanation of, hey, why wouldn't they play this part? We have come to demand that Congress do the right thing and only count the electors who have been lawfully slated, lawfully slated. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. And we are going to walk down to the Capitol. They showed you that part. Why are we walking to the Capitol? Well, they cut that off to cheer on some members of Congress and not others, peacefully and patriotically. The Supreme Court ruled in Brandenburg that there's a very clear standard for incitement. In short, to paraphrase, whether the speech was intended to provoke imminent lawless action and was it likely to do so. Go to the Capitol and cheer on some members of Congress, but not others. They know it doesn't meet the standard for incitement, so they edited it down. So they edited it down. Absolutely. One other clip. I'll just play one more and we'll be done with this. I wanted to point out the full context of the both sides comment. This is the one that is used frequently by people that uh, I, they, I don't know if they know this is taken so out of context that it's become a lie that they have been repeating out of their lips over and over again. But I'm going to play for you the full clip, the both sides one. And I say this because this is the one that may be number one sided when someone hates Donald Trump. They'll say, oh, terrible, you know, of the both sides, huh? How about we listen to the whole thing? And how about we get a full context for the whole thing? And I think you'll understand why this has been the number one lie repeated over and over again by those on the left. And it is pretty despicable, all things considered, when you hear it in full context, how they try to paint this picture. There's that famous quote, like one of the House managers said, a lie will travel halfway around the world before the truth has a chance to put its shoes on. Well, this lie traveled around the world a few times, made its way into the Biden campaign talking points, and ended up on the Senate floor. The Charlottesville lie. Very fine people on both sides. Except that isn't all he said. And they knew it then, and they know it now. Watch this. But you also had people that were very fine people on both sides. You had people in that group, excuse me, excuse me. I saw the same pictures as you did. You had people in that group that were there to protest the taking down of, to them, a very, very important statue and the renaming of a park from Robert E. Lee to another name. George Washington was a slave owner. Was George Washington a slave owner? So will George Washington now lose his status? Are we going to take down, excuse me, are we going to take down, are we going to take down statues to George Washington? How about Thomas Jefferson? What do you think of Thomas Jefferson? You like him? Okay, good. Are we going to take down the statue? Because he was a major slave owner. Now we're going to take down his statue. So you know what? It's fine. You're changing history. You're changing culture. And you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally. But you had many people in that group other than neo-Nazis and white nationalists, okay? And the press has treated them absolutely unfairly. Now, in the other group also, you had some fine people, but you also had troublemakers 
And you see them come with the, with the black outfits and with the helmets and with the baseball bats. You got a, you had a lot of bad you had a lot of bad people in the other group too. Unfairly, sir. I'm sorry. I just didn't understand what you were saying. You were saying the press has treated white nationalists unfairly. No, I just didn't understand what you were saying. No. There were people in that rally, and I looked the night before. If you look, they were people protesting very quietly the taking down of the statue of Robert E. Lee. I'm sure in that group there were some bad ones. The following day, it looked like they had some rough, bad people neo-Nazis, uh, white nationalists, whatever you want to call them. But you had a lot of people in that group that were there to innocently protest and very legally protest because, you know, I don't know if you know, they had a permit. The other group didn't have a permit. So I only tell you this. There are two sides to a story. I thought what took place was a horrible moment for our country, a horrible moment. But there are two sides to the country. Does anybody have a final? Does anybody have, you have an infrastructure. This might be today the first time the news networks played those full remarks in their context. And how many times have you heard that President Trump has never denounced white supremacists? Now you in America know the truth. <sighs> and honestly, this may be the first time people in this audience have heard the full context of that. So whenever someone brings it up, how many times has it been debunked? It doesn't matter. They bring it up anymore and if they continue to bring it up and they continue to say that one phrase, you know that they are purposely trying to lie to you and they are lying to themselves. This is Overnight America KMOX. This is Overnight America, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael's Flooring Outlet.com on KMOX. All right, it is cold. But as they prepare to do the switching of the producers, which is a time-honored tradition inside of the KMOX studio, I hear that the roads aren't too bad as of right now, but it's going to get a lot worse. In fact, next hour, AccuWeather is going to join us to give us a better idea of how much snow and when we can expect it. This upcoming winter storm has been menacing, to say the least. And we're going to also talk to Canada. We have nothing to complain about when we look at how they have been faced with some terrible cold temperatures so they're going to bellyache to us we don't have any recourse to bellyache to them in st louis it feels like it's 17 below zero in canada they call that a tuesday so let's um listen to kevin clean's whole another story we were looking out the window the other morning at the birds and the cold out there in the backyard and you just can't imagine how do they do it they haven't got any any home or shelter. They're sitting on empty branches without a leaf to guard them from the wind. No coat, no hat, no gloves, no long underwear. Their bare legs must be all cracked and itchy, and they haven't got any jurgens. This must be where the saying, that's for the birds, comes in. To help the birds, I put out some breadcrumbs the other day, and as I was leaving for work, I saw that somebody else let our dog out, and she got up on the railing and ate the breadcrumbs. At work, I was downtown, and my news car failed in the snow. Actually, the little key fob was broken, and so when I went to start it out on a snowy street, the key fob was missing. I guess I had flicked it open like I was one of those guys in West Side Story with a switchblade. And the, the part of the key that starts the car flicked off into the snow, and I didn't know where it was. 
So I had to walk back a few blocks in the humbling cold to go tell our engineer about it. Ryan Schulte, he's the type of man who gets crises brought to him all day long at different parts of the station, like a submarine engineer. But Ryan Schulte is very calm. He asked me to give him a few minutes to empty all the Pepsi cans out of his truck, and then he drove me over to the dead news truck. We found the missing piece, the shiny silver key piece, lying in the sooty snow, and the car started, and I cranked it up with a heat full blast and drove back to the station. Back in the station, I was still cold, so I thought I would visit for a while with Fred Bottomer. Fred has a portable heater by his desk. This makes Fred very popular. We compared different temperatures that our wives let us set our thermostats on at home, and we both agreed that homes aren't as warm as they were when our parents used to control the thermostat. My dad used to set it around 75 degrees, and you could smell the dust cooking on the radiators. Well, with the forecast heading down into the zeros in the days ahead, it is very good to have some place indoors with a heater on any temperature. It is very good to have a job indoors. And even if things aren't perfect with your job, just tell yourself, at least, at least I'm not a sparrow out there sitting on a branch with no long underwear watching a dog eat my breadcrumbs. With a whole other story, I'm Kevin Killeen. You really don't get to hear much of the birds this time around, do you? All right. So those cold days are here, and they're going to be staying for a while. If you look at the way these temperatures are, very cold tonight with uh, periods of snow, slippery travel. So be mindful of that. And then into tomorrow, a high of only about 8 degrees. You can see snowfall totaling 6 to 10 inches from St. Louis on south and east then about three to six inches if you're northwest of the city. Now, if that's going to be changing much, we're going to bring our friends in AccuWeather to give us a live report of that in the next hour, along with our update from Canada. So I wanted to point out just a few things. There's things that have been canceled due to the winter storm. Gateway Arch, St. Louis Zoo closed Monday because of the incoming storm, and I think even businesses are starting to close down. So this is something. If you're planning on traveling or doing anything on Monday, or let's say you have to, I think that if you have the ability to work from home, I would call the boss and ask, hey, can I work from home? If you don't, just know that you're going to be spending extra time on the roads. But I keep seeing MoDOT out there. They have been working all through the night. Um, They were gathering within the last couple of hours, and we'll be hitting the streets and hitting the highways. So you got that going all night. If you uh, sleep by a window and you don't have great sound insulation, you may hear the scraping of the plows coming by every now and again. Also, some of the vaccine appointments that were made in St. Louis County will be rescheduled due to the winter weather. So watch out for that, too. Those are all things that uh, I'm sure you already knew. But if you're planning on doing anything on Monday, Just make sure you check or call ahead. Another hour of Overnight America coming up right after the break. Don't go anywhere. We'll take a look at your news and your weather next on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.